0: The Rogue Ghost, Episode 5 The retired ranger spoke of a hidden compartment in the tree, a secret no one else knew. It was meant to be a final resting place, he said, his voice dropping to a hush. A secret kept for decades. My heart raced as I realized the implications. This wasn't just about a tree struck by lightning, it was about a legacy concealed within its bark. Welcome again, my dear friends, to another episode in our relentless pursuit of 12 hidden puzzle boxes, each one based around a line from the famous 12 Days of Christmas song. As the layers of mystery surrounding this story continue to unfold, Rune Weaver and I find ourselves drawn deeper into the labyrinth and secrets that have shrouded it for decades. The whispers of the past are our constant companions, gently guiding our steps as we navigate the web of clues concealed within the heart of Central Park.
1: You are not wrong RG. Our pursuit of the truth had this uncanny way of leading us right back to Central Park, a sort of magical sanctuary where secrets whispered in the shadows like a steamy gossip session. We were on a journey that would take us to places we never imagined, like uncovering buried treasure in the depths of a hidden cave. But let me tell you, this journey was no cakewalk down Easy Street. Oh no. It was more like navigating a maze filled with twists, turns, and the never ending pursuit of the Cerberus Syndicate. Our rise to the top of their most wanted list seemed to make us more famous than Taylor Swift herself. But, we had tricks up our sleeves, like those nifty hacked shimmer rings. They let us glide through the sea of syndicate agents, slipping through their grasp like elusive phantoms in the night, all in pursuit of that crucial clue in our quest. Now, let's talk about that enigmatic pear tree. Elaine Partridge's dedication to her dear departed hubby, Edward, in the form of that beautiful pear tree? Well, fate had a little mischief up its sleeve. Back in the 1950s, that tree fell victim to a bolt of lightning, as if the cosmos itself had a vendetta. And you know what? That revelation got our curiosity dancing because it hinted at a whole new layer to this love story, a chapter that had been tucked away, just begging for us to dive in and explore its depths.
0: To shed light on this tantalizing piece of the puzzle, we began a new venture, one that would take us deep into Central Park again. With the hacked shimmer rings donned as our trusty disguises, we ventured back into the lush embrace of the park, once again evading the watchful gaze of the Cerberus syndicate agents. It all began with a conversation, a chance encounter with a park ranger, a man whose connection to the park spanned not years, but decades. He was a living repository of the park's history, its secrets, and its mysteries. As we stood beneath the canopy of ancient trees, bathed in the dappled sunlight that filtered through the leaves, the ranger shared with us tales of an old colleague, a fellow ranger who had been on duty the fateful night when lightning had struck the pear tree. His words hinted at something more an undercurrent of intrigue that ran beneath the surface of this seemingly straightforward incident. Our curiosity peaked and our determination unwavering, we decided to seek out this retired park ranger, who had since taken up residence in a nearby retirement home. Navigating the intricate web of shadows and secrets that enshrouded our every move, we remained acutely aware of the Cerberus syndicate agents who dogged our footsteps. Yet, our goal remained steadfast and unchanged. To uncover the truth concealed within the folds of history, no matter the obstacles or adversaries that lay in our path. The Rapirio, our mystical compass, had become an invaluable asset in our quest, a gift, albeit unwitting, from a syndicate agent. Its significance grew as my once reliable enchanted spectacles capable of revealing hidden foes, began to falter. Their magic, once steadfast for me, now waned, allowing me only brief moments of use. In light of this, the Raperio ascended to the role of our primary guardian, guiding us as we navigated our journey. Our path led us to the Evergreen Meadows Retirement Home. This unassuming destination held the promise we had sought the tantalizing prospect of unlocking the elusive answers to the cryptic riddles that had danced on the periphery of our understanding for far too long.
1: When we strolled into that retirement home, we were met by a retired park ranger who was practically a walking time capsule. His eyes, filled with the wisdom of a lifetime, were like a treasure trove of secrets just waiting to burst open. As we settled in for a chat, he became our personal bridge to the past, spinning stories about his father, a man who had witnessed Elaine Partridge's heartfelt dedication of that pear tree. Let me tell you, it was like listening to history come alive. But here's the kicker. As we were deep in conversation, showing him photos of the newspaper we found in the library archives, his shaky finger pointed to a figure in the background of one of the images. And what do you know? It was none other than his own father. Can you believe it? His father didn't just witness the dedication, he took part in it. Talk about an unexpected twist in the plot, a direct connection to the heart of our investigation, right there in that retirement home. It's like fate was conspiring to unravel this mystery before our very eyes.
0: Our interest, already thoroughly piqued, led me to broach the subject of the lightning strike. Eager to uncover the elusive details that had remained hidden for so long, I leaned forward, listening intently as the retired ranger's voice filled the room with tales from the past. It was during this conversation that he revealed a startling revelation that sent shivers down our spines, the concerns of the Partridge family had extended far beyond the tree itself. Contrary to the newspaper story that had echoed through the ages, it was now clear that Edward's ashes had not been scattered around the base of the tree as the world had been led to believe. Instead, they had been concealed within a natural hollow in the trunk, a revelation that promised to unlock a new layer of mystery surrounding the partridge pear tree and the secrets it held within its gnarled heart.
1: Elaine's grandson, a man by the name of Elliot Partridge, took it upon himself to save what was left of that poor pear tree and the precious urn holding Edward's ashes after that dramatic lightning strike. I mean, talk about a family heirloom rescue mission. This revelation by the park ranger, it hit us like a perfectly timed thunderclap, shaking us to our very core. And the implications were deeper than the Grand Canyon. Now, our quest? Well, it did a little dance took an unexpected twirl, and led us down a winding path straight to Harriet Chance, the daughter of Elliot Partridge and the current keeper of the family's incredible legacy in a swanky art gallery. And would you believe it, this fierce lady was 94 years young, a living history book. She held the keys to the kingdom, secrets and stories that could finally untangle the mysterious threads that had us wrapped around that ancient pear tree's branches
0: we navigated the bustling arteries of New York City, a labyrinth of humanity where the need for disguises was rendered obsolete by the protective embrace of the Raperio. With its arcane guidance, we melded into the vibrant urban tapestry, mere phantoms among the countless souls who moved through the city's busy streets. Our destination, Chelsea, the vibrant heart of the city's artistic soul. Yet, as we moved forward, the enigmatic paper compass we'd acquired abruptly stirred to life.
1: Buckle up folks, because this tale is one wild ride. Picture this, our trusty little paper compass, which had been as lively as a sloth on a Sunday afternoon, suddenly starts vibrating like it's got a hot date with destiny. I mean, it was practically doing the electric slide in my hand. Talk about catching my attention. So, we take a peek at the paper, and what do we see? One little wolf head icon, which meant there was a nearby syndicate agent. And let me tell you, spotting one of those agents was like finding a pesky mosquito at a summer picnic, once you spot one, more just seemed to pop up out of nowhere. Those wolf heads on the compass were converging on our drawn icons, quicker than you could say Marauder's map. We hightailed it down an alley, but here's the kicker, it was a dead end, and the Rapierio had more agents closing in on us faster than a swarm of paparazzi chasing the Kardashians for a celebrity scoop. RG said he had no choice, it was time for him to pull a little rabbit out of his magical backpack, and when I say rabbit, I meant this antique-looking brass door handle, and his Liberium wand, of course. He pressed that wand to his neck, and I watched as his eyes lit up like Times Square on New Year's Eve, sparkling with magical radiance, which is the telltale sign that an enchanter is about to unleash some serious mojo. He held out the door handle while his lips moved faster than a speed-talking auctioneer as he chanted his magic, his voice almost a whisper. Then, right before my eyes, a tall outline of a door appeared. R.G. had conjured up a personal traverse. He yanked on the brass handle, and it was like reality folded out, showing us a surprise exit from danger. And let me tell you, we didn't need an invitation. We burst through that magical door like fashionistas chasing the last pair of designer heels on sale. RG's traverse whisked us away to Union Square, a place he knew well, where we decided to lay low for a while and grab some lunch. But trust me, folks, this wasn't your average lunch date. We were keeping a watchful eye on that Rapirio paper compass, making sure we weren't about to be ambushed by a pack of syndicate agents. As I devoured my fries, I came to a realization. I thought I knew a lot about enchanters and their world, but since teaming up with the rogue ghost on this quest, I realized that my knowledge had hardly scratched the surface. Seeing RG's eyes light up with magic as he whipped up that traverse was like an insane adrenaline rush. Alarm bells were ringing in my head, saying, Honey, get off this wild ride while you can. But I wasn't listening, I was here to stay.
0: Following our heart-pounding encounter with the relentless Cerberus Syndicate, we continued our journey to the art gallery. Nestled approximately twenty-five minutes away from the bustling Union Square, every step we took was made with an unwavering focus on the Rapierio. Our recent brush with danger had revealed the true worth of this mystical compass, solidifying its status as an invaluable asset in our quest. Our clandestine journey led us to the artistic heart of New York City, where we arrived at the domain of Harriet Chance, an establishment that encapsulated the culmination of an illustrious family's history, secrets, and artistic prowess. The Partridge and Chance Antique Gallery stood as a timeless testament to the Partridge family's enduring legacy, a sanctuary where the whispers of the past danced with the present. Within the hallowed halls of the gallery, our gaze was irresistibly drawn to a series of photographs showcasing a truly remarkable creation, the Spirit Desk, painstakingly crafted by the skilled hands of Elliot Partridge, a master carpenter in his own right. What astonished us was the revelation that this desk, adorned with intricate carvings, had been hewn from the very wood of the fallen pear tree. These carvings, we could tell at a glance, were a testament to the artistry of Elliot Partridge, Yet the photographs, regrettably, left much to be desired. Their blurred images failed to capture the fine details that undoubtedly held secrets of their own. In a poignant juxtaposition, we beheld an urn standing beside the photographs, nestled within its own shrine-like alcove. This unassuming vessel, although humble in appearance, held profound significance. For within its solemn confines rested the ashes of Edward Partridge, A man whose memory had become inextricably intertwined with the pear tree dedicated to his name.
1: As we stood there, gazing upon those jaw-dropping images of the spirit desk, it was like the missing pieces of a puzzle had finally decided to show up fashionably late. Lightning striking that pear tree? Fate had a wicked sense of humor, unveiling the hidden secrets lurking inside that gnarled trunk. Our quest? It was like a roller coaster of revelations, taking us from the serene heart of Central Park to the bustling streets of New York City, where Edward and Elaine Partridge's legacy whispered tantalizing secrets. The mysteries surrounding the spirit desk. They were like a sultry mystery novel, the answers just teasing us, always slipping through our fingers. This piece of furniture, it was a real showstopper, covered in enigmatic markings that practically screamed, unravel me. We poured over the images, and it was clear this was a custom job, made for some mysterious shadowy figure who didn't want to spill the beans about their identity. I was snapping photos on my phone like a blogger on their first visit to Disney World. Those snooty looks from the gallery patrons? Well, I couldn't have cared less. I was on a mission to capture every single detail of that desk, and I wasn't about to let a few judgmental glances slow me down. This was a breakthrough in our quest, and I had to document every juicy angle, right? Our hotel room was turning into a research hub with all the evidence we were gathering. Now, here's where it gets spicy, the lantern on that Christmas card? It was shining brighter than a disco ball at Studio 54 confirming that we were on the right track to finding Santa Claus's hidden puzzle box number one. But let's not kid ourselves, the quest was far from done. That elusive spirit desk was still lurking in the shadows, and we were dead set on prying its secrets open, one ornate carving at a time. Until next time, my kindred spirits, keep the flame of belief ever burning.